Hey everybody, this is uh, Dan Whitney with our show, our podcast, Talking Truth. Uh, a lot of people know me as uh, Tooth Fairy 2. I was in the movie Tooth Fairy 2, an unbelievable classic. 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 A jingle all the way to another classic. Medea Christmas, which is another. I don't know why none of these have been Oscar nominated. I did get her a couple of Razzie awards, though. That's for the worst actor. What? Yeah, and I didn't win I thought one. you were spot on in the Tooth Fairy 2. I got nominated for seven Razzies, and I didn't even win. Not even I, one. I wasn't even good enough to stink. Golly. That's how That's how. Tooth Fairy 3, come on. Oh, man. But anyway, uh, Larry the Cable Guy, people know me as as well. A lot, of, a lot of things people know me, but enough about me. This is a good podcast. My buddy Brian Clark, Pastor Brian Clark, my friend over there. Uh, Brian, how you doing today? Good. Good. And, of course, Nat Crawford is with us to uh, interject his uh, needless material. (laughs) (laughs) Uh You got to have that guy. I Uh always give Nat a hard time. He has has graduated from that guy Mm -hmm. to Nat Crawford. Yeah. That's true. I have. (laughs) There may be a Razzie coming oh, my man. way. Oh, man. Well, listen, we hope you're getting a lot out of this. We have a good time with it, uh, trying to inject. Uh, just Look, I just consider this three guys talking, and we're talking truth. Uh, we are uh, in uh, Genesis 41. Brian's going to read the text. This is the title, The Pit to Power. And we're focusing on discouragement, doubt, faithfulness. Uh, sure hope this helps some people. Just, I'll be honest. To me, this is just like three guys sitting around talking. Uh, all of us are flawed individuals. Uh, we have one thing in common. We love Jesus, mm-hmm. trying to do the best we can. We screw up, uh, but we hope this uh, this helps some people out because I know it helps me and it helps the guys. So, Brian, off to you. All right. Well, nobody likes to struggle. I know I don't. But the reality is when we struggle, we feel desperate. And we are far more aware of our need for Jesus. We tend to read our Bibles more, to pray more, to connect with our local church more. We're more humble, we're more broken before God when life is hard. The question is, if God cleaned up all the messes and made everything good tomorrow, would you still seek him as diligently? You know, let me just say, Brian, as you're reading that, how true is that? I know we usually discuss at the end, but how true is that? Oh, right. You'll go to the doctor and a level is off on something and you go home and all of a sudden uh, your devotions are longer, your prayer time's a little <laughs> yeah. bit longer. And then when it comes back and you're fine, all of a sudden they got short again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so we all is, do it. Yeah, this is perfect. Over the years, I've seen success mess up far more Christians than struggle. When everything is going well, it's easy to drift away and believe you've got it all figured out. God becomes like a genie in a bottle that you set aside until you need him again. It's good to remind ourselves that God's ultimate goal for us is not to make us happy, but to make us holy. Like it or not, that usually requires times of struggle. It's possible there's never been anyone who went from the pit to power as rapidly as Joseph. Joseph had been stuck in prison for two years since the cupbearer forgot him. How could Joseph have known that while he felt forgotten and abandoned, God was at work and about to do something unimaginable? The Pharaoh had a dream. As a matter of fact, he had two dreams, one about cows and one about grain. When he woke up, he was deeply troubled. 
but no one could tell him the meaning of his dreams. The cupbearer realized this was his chance to tell the pharaoh about Joseph. We are told they rushed down into the prison and brought Joseph back. The pharaoh asked Joseph if he could interpret dreams. Joseph told him, well, as God could. So Pharaoh told Joseph his dream, and Joseph interpreted it for him. He told the Pharaoh that there would be seven prosperous years, followed by seven drought years. Then Joseph laid out a plan of how to prepare during the prosperous years for the drought years to come. The Pharaoh saw the wisdom of Joseph's plan, but had no one as wise as Joseph to execute the plan. He also saw the power of Joseph's God. Therefore, the Pharaoh promoted Joseph to the number two man in all of Egypt. Only the Pharaoh himself had more power than Joseph. Literally, in a single day, Joseph went from prison to the pinnacle of power. I mean, only God could do that. Pharaoh gave Joseph a wife, and she gave him two sons. He named one Manasseh, which means to forget because God had caused him to forget the hurt and pain from his past. He named the second Ephraim, which means fruitful, celebrating the blessings God had bestowed on him. Yes, Joseph had been in Egypt since he was 17, but he remained faithful to the God of his father, Jacob. Through all the struggles and confusion, Joseph had trusted God. Now in his prosperity, he would not forget God. He was clear God had put him in this exalted position for a reason. Let's not forget that God spent 13 years preparing Joseph for this moment. God needed to forge in Joseph the character that would be necessary to respond rightly to this incredible power he now possessed. How could Joseph have known what God was up to through all those long, painful years. Joseph is what we refer to as a type of Christ in the Old Testament. In other words, a shadow or a foretaste of the great Savior to come. Joseph was rejected by his own people. He was falsely accused and punished for a sin he didn't commit. Yet God would exalt him to a position of power so that people from every corner of the world would come to him for salvation. I mean, does that sound familiar? Joseph serves as a picture of the promised Savior to come. It's a reminder that there is a bigger story going on here. Jacob, Judah, and Tamar, and Joseph are all part of the bigger story of God's promise to send a Savior through the line of Abraham. For those of us who know Jesus, we must trust that God is up to something, even when life makes no sense. Perhaps God is preparing you for a special assignment he has for you. Sometimes all we can do is hang on and believe. We may never know the answers, but we do know that God will be faithful. Let's bring in Dan and Nat. Let's talk about this. Well, I think this is awesome. This is uh, the takeoff from last week. Uh, Joseph didn't know. Uh, we were talking about why does God allow these things. And I remember I was saying, just stay faithful, mm -hmm. stay close to God. He knows what's up ahead. You don't concentrate on what you know. And sure enough, look at this. As you go further into this story, I mean, 
I mean, that's what you said, that whole thing. Let's don't forget, God spent 13 years preparing Joseph for mm -hmm. that moment. I mean, there's uh, that's your answer right there. We're, you're always constantly being prepared for mm -hmm. something, being uh, you're learning about things. You're you're constantly being prepared. I mean, uh, I just think it's great how the Lord works. You know, just when you're thinking, oh man, why did this happen? Uh, man, just stay faithful. You don't see what's around the corner. He does. He's preparing you for something. So stay faithful. Joseph stayed faithful. He did, remarkably so. He stayed faithful, even though he came from this redneck part of the country. I mean, this is, I mean, you know, I mean, this is a trailer park and, in, in, yeah. uh, you know. In, yeah, such a messed up family. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And man, look at the great things he did because he stayed faithful and he just, you know, he didn't quit and figured, you know what, God's up to something. So. Well, he he, he you, you can see throughout his life that he kept his focus back on God. Right. He he was grounded in reality and the reality of his faith. You know, the the fact that he goes through all of this and then he has this wife and he has two sons and how does he name his kids? to forget all the pain and suffering right. and then the fruitfulness of God's blessing. Now, if that were me, to be honest, I'd be looking at my life going, man, we're talking 90% jacked up, disappointing, not what I asked for, not what I signed up for, and 10% has panned out really well. But that's not Joseph's story. Jo Joseph is faithful, as you said, because he kept looking back at God. Yes, the problem is real. Yes, there's been injustice. Yes, I've been forgotten in the prison. But he looks back at God and he waits on him to orchestrate all these pieces, and God does bless him. I, it's just amazing to see how disciplined Joseph was to, yes, remain faithful, but that faithfulness was, was I think, driven based on his focus back on God. Well, he always turned back to, you know, I mean, Joseph wasn't Jesus. I mean, Joseph made mistakes just like we did. He did some dumb stuff. But his ultimate focus was he knew how to get back on track. And he was like, uh, you know, he, he knew he kept, you know, he knew where he should always have his focus. His willingness to trust God is really quite remarkable. Mm -hmm. I, I think when we read these stories, it's easy in the course of reading them to lose track of time, yep. like to realize it was 13 years right. in Egypt hmm. of trying to figure out what is God doing before this moment when he's, when he's put as the number two man in Egypt, that's a long time. Right. And it kind of reminds me of like David, 15, 16 years in the wilderness as a fugitive, fleeing from Saul. And Moses. And Moses, 40 years in the wilderness. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of prep time. Absolutely. But these are Hall of Famers. I mean, God did amazing things through these guys. Well, that's the, the cool thing about it. They're Bible, like you said, they're Hall of Famers. And they're just like us, just different situations. Um, but, you know, there's also other work going on. I mean, God was also working in Pharaoh's life, and he didn't even know it. He was, you know, throwing dreams in there and messing with him, just, you know, 
carving this little thing out so things would eventually come to come to where it, it came to. And, uh, and yeah, and in, in the meantime, you know, we did the Judah Tamar story. Mm-hmm. All that's unfolding back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot going on, and God's orchestrating events for his purposes, for sure. Absolutely. I just think that's amazing how that works. And it's a great, you know, it's just it's just really a cool story for discouragement and for doubt and faithfulness. I mean, that's the perfect thing. He's discouraged. He had his doubts, but he stayed faithful. I mean, that's the blueprint. That's what we need to do. Right. I know it's hard to do, but man, these stories are in there for a reason. Well, so, so in the previous episode, Dan, you talked about, I would say, implored people not to turn angry and bitter and turn to drugs or alcohol or turn away from God. So stop and think about the Joseph story over the course of 13 long years. What if, what if he'd have turned his back on God? What if he'd have walked away? You know, think how different this story would have been. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that I wonder, too, as you look through what we've studied in Genesis, even when God's people are unfaithful, he still shows up again and remains faithful to them. So I don't know what the right answer is, but I'd have to think even despite those maybe struggles of Joseph, and maybe he had some mentally, but God would have still accomplished his purpose, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it is. He it would is. have still done it, but I think that he pretty much uh, knew that he picked the right person. Well, yeah. of course he did. He's God. Obviously. Right. You think about uh, his brothers, what they did was wrong, mm-hmm. right. and they've made their they made their father miserable with the lies about Joseph's death and they sell Joseph into slavery it's like all that's wrong right but god is still this goes back to the last episode god still is working all things for good according to his plan absolutely mm. somehow there's that mystery between the choices we make and the sovereignty of god mm-hmm. and god's ability to even even use bad to accomplish good. Have you guys in your life ever experienced a Joseph moment like this, time in the wilderness, as we said, or a time of waiting when life didn't make sense, and yet God has shown up and proven, you see, you could trust me. Have you guys ever experienced that before? I mean, Dan, we were joking at the beginning about, you know, your career. There was a road that you had to go through. There were hardships probably and times of going, you know what? I've got I, I've I've got the gift. I've been doing the right things, but it took time to get to a point where those things were realized. Like, did you ever doubt God in that process or was that hard? Well, I- at that time, I didn't really care. I was messed up. I was, you know, I was out on the road and I was a comedian and I didn't think about God that much. Hmm. He was there. I mean, I obviously, I, you know, I would, I was a backslid Christian and I didn't really, you know, it wasn't until, it wasn't until I realized that I was uh, drifting away and I did all these things that I always dreamt of, oh, this is cool, I wanted to do this, I wanted to do that. Uh, Did God want me to do that? Uh, Probably not, you know? But he used those things that I did to at one point in my life realize, you know, everything that I thought would be awesome, 
I my I feel emptier than I've ever felt. Mm. I don't feel happy. I don't feel fulfilled. Uh, and that's when I started rededicating my life to Christ mm. to get that fulfillment back, to get my actual purpose back. Mm. And so God was very patient with me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's more of an example of Jesus loves me. He knows I'm doing uh, probably on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. I don't, he doesn't want me to get, he has plans for me. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want me to get mixed up in this or mixed up in that. So there were certain things that would happen that that didn't go that way and this didn't go that way. And sure enough, I rededicate my life. I'm back. I'm doing a Bible podcast. Hmm. Uh, I have, uh, I'm able to share. And so for me, uh, it, it all, it's all coming together perfectly Hmm. you know probably not as perfect as god would have planned it but then again maybe this was planned i don't know all i know is that i'm staying faithful and i'm uh, just waiting for the next thing to come along i pray every night god use me in some way uh uh put something in front of me where i can use the talents that i got and the platform that i have to make a positive change for you. I pray that all the time. Mm. Um, I, my mind is always open to that. Uh, do I miss one or two of them? I might, but I hope not. Mm. I mean, this the like you read a letter before we did this, uh, Brian, and it was just some pastor saying that this was really encouraging to him. That makes me feel awesome. Yeah. So the fact that no, did I have a good thing like Joseph did? I went to prison and I stayed faithful and um, I was interpreting dreams. And no, I nothing like that. Well, but sure, of course Everybody's not. story, though, is different. Could that be kind of a Joseph story? Maybe it can be. I mean, if I was in the Old Testament and this was happening in the Old Testament, maybe this is a story you would be reading. I have no idea. Well, I think whoever's listening today, though, will relate to both scenarios. People have been wronged. Wait, waiting for God to deliver and works works things together. In your case and in my case, we did a lot of things we probably shouldn't have done Absolutely. in the process, but yet God worked them together Always and faithful. brought them to this point. Always. And I think both are stories that people can relate to and are thankful for. So, Brian, help us sort this out maybe. God's sovereignty and our responsibility. Joseph did it right. God worked out the injustice. Dan and I didn't do it right, and God's still working it out. How do those two things work together? Well, I don't know that there's any way to figure that out. They're just both true. Hmm. God's sovereign, and uh, God will accomplish his purpose. But even even with this, he made a promise to Abraham, Hmm. and that seed would go through Abraham to Isaac to Jacob and then on from there, and you think about all the messes along the way and all the bad choices that Abraham made, that, that uh, Isaac made, that Jacob made, and yet somehow God orchestrates events to accomplish his purpose, and there, there's just a mystery to all that that's, that's beyond our ability to figure it out. Yeah, I just think that he's made everyone individual with their with they have their own individual traits their own individual talents and you know they this is their life and i mean it's you know it's you and you and god 
Back to your questions before, I would say my middle 20s, middle to late 20s was my uh, wilderness season hmm. of trying to come to grips with the pain and suffering I grew up with, with my dad's illness and and trying to understand it and asking lots of questions that I didn't have answers for. So strangely enough, I was preaching on Sunday, and then I'd come home and wrestle with, I don't know that I believe any of this. It, huh. it was at that point in my life, it was hard to see the goodness and the love and the compassion of God. It hmm. just didn't seem that way. Hmm. Uh, but going back to the previous episode when Dan was talking about these things then equip us to help others, I feel like that was part of my season to work my way through that's equipped me better yeah. for my calling to help people. That's a, that's exactly how I feel. I feel mm-hmm. that was my season to equip me for this for yeah. these things yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i mean god works in mysterious ways yeah. as they say yeah and uh everybody's story is different just like joseph is different but everybody can relate to somebody in the bible everybody can relate to somebody and that's why those stories are in here except for dream i never really had a you know, I remember I had a dream one time. Uh, it said to invest in Princess Diane and Tenables. Hmm. And I lost thousands. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the story. I'm just saying Can't that. get them all right. Yeah, no, that's one dream. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Brian. You know, we have a lot of fun on Talking Truth, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Dan and I will be back again next week, along with Nat Crawford, to learn more about God's unstoppable grace from the story of Joseph. And by the way, if you're interested in a copy of my book, Unstoppable Grace, you'll find it at TalkinTruth.com. That's Talk, the letter N, Truth.com. So that's all for now. I encourage you to look for God's grace in your life today, and I hope you'll join us again for another episode of Talking Truth. Get it done.